This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Porto 1, Liverpool 5, a route out in Portugal. Guy Clark here, welcome along to the post-game podcast, bringing you reaction to the Reds, making it two wins from two in the Champions League. Coming up, we'll be hearing from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, as well as a number of our Reds regulars. As ever, though, first thoughts here on the Reds' latest outing come from our Liverpool correspondent at the Echo, Paul Gorst. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool have made it six points from a possible six after a five-one uh, hammering of Porto in the Estadio de Drago this evening. Once again, Liverpool heading to Portugal and having a, an absolute blast uh, at the start of the Drago. It's now 14-2 in their last three appearances um, in that stadium under Jürgen Klopp. And uh, Jürgen Klopp must be thinking, uh, or rather wishing, that he could play the Portuguese side every time Liverpool play away in the Champions League. As I say, it's now six points from six after that 3-2 win against AC Milan earlier this month. And the Reds are in firm control now of Group B. Um, at Let's come to a 2-1 win. Against AC Milan means that they are um, currently second behind the Reds and it's Atletico we visit Anfield um, in the middle of October so that sets up a bit of a top of the table clash if you like but uh, three points from that and Liverpool will really be looking ahead towards wrapping up qualification from Group B as early as possible. Uh, there's some massive games to come in the Premier League in the coming months but uh, this one, uh, Roberto Firmino off the bench with a double, Mohamed Salah again with, with a double. He's up to eight now for the season and uh, Sadio Mane grabbing one himself so all in all, it was a great night's work for Liverpool. Uh, Salah got the ball rolling, as he inevitably does these days. Uh, Curtis Jones shot, palmed into the path of the Liverpool um, number 11 from the hapless Diogo Costa in the Porto goal and um, Sadio Mane with a almost an apologetic tapping after a great ball from James Milner who stepped in for Trent Alexander-Arnold on the right side of the fence. Jürgen Klopp admitted that it doesn't look great as far as Alexander-Arnold's chances of playing against Man City on Sunday. So... Milner, who was excellent once again, has to be set at right back. It looks like he could be coming up against Jack Grealish on Sunday afternoon against Manchester City. But um, for now, Liverpool won't be thinking about that too much. They'll just be flying back to Merseyside after a, uh, another impressive performance in uh, Estadio de Drago, as I say. Uh, in the second half, Liverpool really decided to up the intensity levels, levels and really got at Porto and uh, the host had absolutely no response. Curtis Jones was in. Inspired form as Klopp kept faith with him from uh, Saturday's 3-3 draw with Brentford. Um, as you say, um, Roberto Firmino off the bench won uh, one of three substitutes from Jürgen Klopp and he got in on the act um, to really um, you know, put the stamp of authority on Liverpool's performance. Um, it's difficult to, to say really um, how far Liverpool can go in this competition, of course. The last two times that they played Porto and they've won 5-0 and 4-1, they've gone on to contest the final and it might be a little bit early to say that but Liverpool do look certainly back to the kind of form that they were in before the uh, the pandemic hit and the, the game of football went behind closed doors they look very much uh, on current form to be a similar side to the one that was arguably the best team in the world around March 2020 before the, the pandemic hit so uh, you know Liverpool seems to be scoring goals for fun at the moment and uh, apart from Brentford on Saturday afternoon he seems to be keeping them out down the other end as well with Virgil van Dijk rejuvenated. Um, Joel Matt have been superb form this season. Joe Gomez and Ibrahim Akanate bringing up the rear with a uh, defensive reserve that Liverpool simply didn't have last season. So, all in all, it's looking uh, looking like a rosy garden at Liverpool at the moment. But they march on, they fly home to Merseyside. They're very happy with their night's work. It's finished in a stadio de Drago. Uh, Porto 1, Liverpool 5.
Paul Gorst with his take on Liverpool, putting five past Porto. A nice little warm-up ahead of Sunday's visit of Man City to Anfield. Well, for more from Paul, as well as Ian Doyle's player ratings, do head over to the Echo website. Included over there is reaction, of course, to what Jurgen Klopp had to say regarding the win Curtis Jones is showing, as well as Trent Alexander-Arnold's absence. And here's what the manager had to say with the media after the game. Jürgen, an, an emphatic win. What pleased you most about the performance tonight? That we had a, a, a tricky start because obviously Porto watched um, the Brentford game. Um, started pretty direct. We struggled a little bit in the beginning. Um, but that's the reason why we didn't make a lot of changes. That's because I wanted that we find the feedback on the pitch and sort the situation there. And that's what we did. Um, from a specific moment on, we played really good football. We didn't use our big chances. We used to half chances to score, to be 2-0 up, um, but we had really uh, good football moments. We played good against uh, um, a side who was fighting, obviously, for, for some parts of the game because they lost the centre-half after the um, Atletico game or in the Atletico game and the other centre-half today before, after warming up. We know best that things like this are not helpful and when you play then against us, it's even worse, so we used that. Um, but we, we played really some good football and created, scored nice goals, but had even better chances. So it's all good for tonight. Yeah, gonna, um, I was just hoping you could speak a little bit about uh, Curtis Jones's performance. <laughs> very, very mature, um, affecting offensively and defensively. Yeah, Curtis played a good game. So he had as well some problems a little bit with the, with the stomach before the game. Um, we Doc came um, into my room and told me that we have need to have an eye on him. But um, I told him after the game, whatever it is, keep it. Um, and you know, because it was really a good game, yeah, he played a really good game. He was everywhere, involved in everything. Fin- set up the first goal with a, with a surprising finish. Goalie cannot save it. Was a lot out of in a lot of other situations really there, but most and maybe not as spectacular as all the offensive stuff. He played defensively a top class game. He defended really well, um, pressed from the blind side. A lot of things I liked a lot about his performance tonight. So, um, yeah, let's keep going, Curtis. Was not bad tonight. Yeah, and just going into the the game at the weekend. Um, against Manchester City, what what does the form of ru- uh, the run of form that you're on do do for you? <laughs> which which form, which run? Um, I 20, think 20, 20, 20, 20 goals in September. Unfortunately, it didn't feel like that. <laughs> but thank you for telling me. Um, yeah, we conceded as well as some or few. Um, yeah, we play against Man City. I don't think that it's now that makes too much sense to to think too much about how many goals we can score against them. We need a a, a, a complex and a, a complete performance uh, against them to have a chance. Only and that's it. But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to to playing at home again after a while. Um, yeah, we we have to we have to work hard. We have to work hard in all the games we we had to tonight. We had. Last um, last Saturday, which is only three days ago, it's really tough. Um, but now we have two days more to the city game. That will be helpful, um, and then we will be fresh again and give it a go. That's it. Okay. Any final questions in this press conference? 
struggling a little. Can I ask bit. another? Of course you can, Paul. Go on, we'll make this the last one. Go on. I think we're struggling with this. Yeah. Um, just wondering what the situation is with Trent. Oh, yeah. Trent was um, so the situation in when you play Saturday and um, and Tuesday. Then you do the players who start the game, which Trent obviously did. They have on Sunday uh, no training; they have recovery. Um, on Monday, when we the only session we have together, we do we pretty much walk through the things. We have meetings, and, and, and on the pitch we just show the the difference between the opponents. So there was no intensity really in the in the session. But Trent anyway felt after the session um, or in the middle of the session felt his adductor. And in that area, he has now um, a little injury. Um, that's obviously when you have something with your muscle, it's really, it's not likely for Sunday. Um, no muscle injury heals that quick. After that is international. I can't, I don't want to make a decision for him, but I, what I heard, I, will not, I don't think it will be possible for him to be with the national team. But a lot of people have to decide that in the end. Um, and hopefully after that he will be ready again. But we don't know exactly. Jurgen Klopp's post-match thoughts, technical hitches, meaning his press conference was perhaps a tad shorter than usual. Well, let's get into hearing what some of our regulars here on post-game have to say, starting with Mike Holt. That was all right, wasn't it? Um, didn't really expect that result going into that game, to be honest. Um, I'm not 100% sure knowing why, because... You look at the uh, last three times we've now played Porto and we've scored 14 goals. So, um, great result, great performance. Um, you know, that was, especially when you're looking at the AC Milan Atletico result um, going throughout that game, you know, that was really important to get the three points tonight to make a big statement in the group. Um, so, it was going into the game, obviously, the manager's gone with a really strong team going into it. Um, maybe with the idea of getting a few goals up and then starting to bring some of the lads off with City on Sunday in mind, which, you know, which is what happened in the end, which was obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing looking at City's result with PSG tonight. You know, they might be a bit deflated after that. So, no, some really great performances. Um, a really standout performance again from Curtis Jones. You know, the 3-3 on Saturday against Brentford, you know, could have knocked the uh, wind out of the sails for the lads a little bit there. But Curtis was brilliant on Saturday and he was brilliant again tonight. Um, just so composed, so confident, um, and that swagger of a of a midfielder that we maybe need in there, you know, a creative number, a number ten in that midfield. And I thought he was absolutely sublime tonight. Um, you know, there was the the hiccup with the the goal we conceded. You know, Gomez coming off the bench there, a little bit rusty, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, scoring the five goals. You know, Bobby comes on, gets the two. Salah obviously contributing again. You know, it, I think. Currently, at the moment, he's on form, the best player in the world for me. Um, and you know what? I was really delighted with Mane. I felt I was a bit hypercritical about him on Saturday, but I was delighted he got a goal there. You know, just uh, going into that City game, just a little boost of confidence that he needs. Um, superb result. Um, you know, these can be trickier ways um, in the groups. But, you know, proven as well under the years, under Klopp, you know, he knows what he's doing um, and it was vital to get the points tonight. You know, it looks like we will qualify out of this group now, potentially, with Atletico winning. Um, it, it's put us in a really good position 
Um, leading on to Sunday now with City, I think the team kind of picked itself. Um, Milner was brought off there early on, so with uh, what sounds like a couple of weeks on on the uh, on the sidelines for Trent, you know, being able to bring Milner off there with half an hour to spare looks like it's a good opportunity for him. And and I, on a personal on a personal note, I'm going on Sunday, so absolutely. Um, buzzing for it. I can't wait to be back in the grounds. Um, and I think tonight, you know, is give us that little bit more of a lift that we'll need um, after Saturday against Brentford. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be a massive game. Um, but obviously tonight, so important, so important to get the points. Um, superb. There's no one I can I could fault. Um, I tell you, for, even Fabino, you know, every time you watch him, he just. It just becomes the norm with him that he's world class. Um, his interceptions, his distribution, um, exceptional. Um, I'm just delighted that we've got the win tonight. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's big win in Portugal in the Champions League. And that is about as complete a performance as you could hope to have. Very, very satisfying indeed. Really enjoyable to watch. Just about complete. I suppose the fact that we conceded a goal uh, was disappointing um, because we were very close to a clean sheet. I mean, they never really looked like they were going to trouble us too much. I suppose the other, if we're really going to be picky, disappointing aspect is that we could have scored so many more. I think uh, Diogo Jota probably could have had Easily a couple, but a superb performance by Liverpool. Uh, the starting lineup looked to be looked to be pretty much spot on, didn't it? Obviously, Trent was injured, and it must have gone through Jurgen's mind whether or not to choose Millie or give Joe Gomez a run at right back. He's not he's not the player that Trent is going forward. Neither of them are, but they both do a fairly solid job defensively. And I think he made the right decision. I think Gomez was at fault, at least in one phase for the goal that we conceded. I think he was always the wrong side of the goal scorer. And the commentator uh, on the feed that I had was saying that uh, he might have been at fault earlier on in the build-up as well with a bit of a dodgy header. I didn't see that myself. But I suppose not easy to come into a game defensively in the middle there and uh, and put in a superb performance. But um yeah, that was the only disappointing bit. I suppose he needs a, a little bit of a run and with the way that Jürgen is rotating defence, I think you'll probably get that. Um, with Trent out for the City game at the weekend, uh, as indicated by Jürgen, I think probably uh, Millie's done himself all the favours he needs to to get into the starting lineup for that. Fabulous to see Bobby come on and, and get two... Uh, super goals that one from from distance that only barely crossed the line was typical Bobby really um, always alert uh, always ready to do what we're not expecting another good performance from Mo Salah um, I thought he had a great campaign last season and he's he's really picked up where he left off breaking records left right and centre and I think um, he could be on for a similar season to the one where he absolutely wowed us few seasons ago uh, and got uh, well beyond 30 goals up towards 40 and possibly beyond. He's in that kind of form, isn't he, at the moment? And long may that continue. Fabulous, fabulous stuff. Really enjoyed it. I thought Curtis Jones also, once again, very, very good. He's he's clearly a player who is um, 
you know a candidate for 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 the front spot in the in the in the middle three. I mean, he's he's as really really playing with great confidence now at the moment. Far be it from me to sort of question a professional footballer's technique because <laughs> I'm certainly not a professional, but he's got a touch of the Steven Gerrards about him, hasn't he? Which is you know not a bad thing, but he tends to make every strike on goal a side footed effort. There was one occasion just after the 30-minute mark in the first half where the goal was right ahead of him. And I think if he had just thrashed it with his laces, he might have had more success than trying to uh, put a, a decent connection with it on his side foot. But wonderful player. So good to have him around. He's going to clearly be uh, a very strong member of the squad as we go through this season. One final thing to leave with you, of course, um, no Trent Alexander-Arnold on the field. We had two free kicks in goal-scoring positions, uh, the first of which Hendo really, really gave it a good thump and the goalkeeper had to do very well to keep it out. The second one, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, perhaps surprised many of us with a shot on goal, but again, forced a save from the goalkeeper. Uh, Both shots on target. Looking forward to Trent coming back, but hopefully he'll allow others to take some of those set pieces. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. A totally dominant 5-1 victory away at Porto this evening in the Champions League. And it's two wins out of two. And so, yeah, so far so good in the Champions League. Um, on the game, I thought we, like I say, we were excellent. Dominated the game, basically from start to finish. Porto... Maybe the first five minutes is about the only time when they really had the ball. After that, Liverpool absolutely dominant. Pressed at the right times. Um, kept the ball so well and looked a threat going forward down both sides. Even though, you know, we didn't have Trent, who's um, back at home within it with a slight knock. So Milner was in there, but he done his part down at that side and thought Robinson was really good down his side, very creative and. Yeah, really, really good performance. Um, Salah gets the first. Great bit of work from Curtis Jones. Um, running at defenders, cutting inside, getting the shot off. Yeah, the keeper's made an absolute, absolute hash of it. Really should have. If he's gonna, he's got to save it, but he's got to palm it away, hasn't he? He's palmed it straight back into Salah, and even then the defenders made a mess, and Salah's bundled it in right on, right where he's got to be. Salah, and it's one nil. And we just continued on the same form, really. We we dominated possession again, like I say, in that first half. And the only thing that was that was worrying, you're thinking that we hadn't we didn't get the second goal, and then you're thinking we're going to go into the half, one nil up, and we managed to get that second just before half time. And for Mane, um, another little uh, tapping at the back post. Again, for me, the keepers had an absolute stinker there on their second. The ball's come in, a good bit of build-up play. Jones was involved, Milner was involved. The ball goes across the, the the box and what is the keeper doing? He comes flying out but then sort of lets it go past him and man, he just taps the ball into the net and it's 2-0. There's nothing more than we deserve. So we go in 2-0 up and then second half continues exactly the same the same um, the same way, really. Salah gets the third. Brilliant again from Curtis Jones. Great composure on the ball. Slots him in. Salah's never going to miss there. And it's job done then. And the subs, the, the subs came there so we could rest Salah, rest Mane. 
uh, for the weekend with the big game City coming up, so that was great. They came off after about 65 minutes. But it still continued, the goal still continued. Um, Porto did get one back of about 75 minutes, I think it was. Good ball into the box and good header from him. I'm not sure who it was who scored for them, but it was a decent goal. About the only time they really had any anything in our box. But then Bobby, who, who came on on the 65-minute marks, ended up getting a couple of goals himself, which will have helped. Um, the keepers made a stinker again. For, I think it was um, Firmino's first come flying out. What is he doing? Absolute no man's land. And almost a comical run back into the goal to save, try and save it. And yeah, it was it was clearly in. And then the last one was um, another good finish from Bobby. Bit of a VAR decision. Took a little bit long to decide, but must have been tight. But yeah, ended up being 5-1. And it was nothing more than they deserved for dominated the game, like I say, from start to finish. We pressed at the right times, controlled the ball at the right times and I think the main man today, I think everyone's going to say the same thing, Curtis Jones was absolutely wonderful today, by far and away the best player on the pitch, was involved in all the goals, must have two or three assists there at least, good few shots on target and just playing that a little bit further forward, running at defenders, um, getting shots off, he's he's such a such a good player. We've known about his ability for years, and we've seen glimpses of what he can do in the last few years. And you just maybe, yeah, I think he's got fifty fifty odd games under his belt now for Liverpool over the last few years, and maybe this season he can really try and cement a place because if he's going to perform like that, like he did today, there's a place for him in that side. He's he's got everything: balance on the ball, vision. Pace, never lose it. Seems to always make the right decision, and yeah, he's he's a real real talent. Just to, if if this lad was Brazilian or you know Portuguese or Spanish or you know German, whatever, believe me, people would be raving about him and they'd be talking about a lot a lot of money. But he isn't. He's one. Of, he's 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 one of us. He's come through the academy. It's wonderful and it's lovely to see him in the side. And long may he continue. So yeah, Curtis Jones is really putting himself in position to be in the team on a regular basis now, so fair play to him. So all in all, really enjoyable evening. 5-1 victory, really looking forward now to Sunday. Huge game against Man City. Let's go make a real statement now. They've struggled again, I think they've lost there tonight. Let's go make a statement at Anfield, let's, let's beat them. Let's put on a real performance and show that we're really in this this season. Look forward to the game Sunday. Come on, Liverpool. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Ross following on from Steve here on post-game, reflecting to the 5-1 away win in Porto. Before, of course, looking ahead to Sunday's clash with Man City. And what a game it promises to be. Curtis Jones, though, tonight getting a lot of the love and none more so than in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Ralph writes, young Curtis Jones was absolutely brilliant tonight. Wow. Four goal involvements for the boy. Not an easy place to try and win, but we managed the three points easily. Big match at the weekend up the Reds. Paul Tacey says Curtis Jones has to play as an advanced midfielder 
absolutely bossed that game. Jay McKee says, boom, another demolition job. They must be having nightmares about us in Portugal. Curtis and Salah stand out. But what about Bobby Dazzler on his return? Looking good, Reds. And Kath Hayden says, no doubt in my view that Kurt was man of the match and that we are officially enemy number one in Porto. As ever, if you want more, head over to Facebook and check out the Blood Red group. There is a link, of course, in the description of the podcast. Some interesting results about tonight, though. Luis Suarez, of course it was him, with a penalty deep in stoppage time to give Atletico Madrid a win in Milan, beating AC by two goals to one, meaning Liverpool are now five points ahead of third place Porto after just two games. Back-to-back meetings to combo with Atletico for Jurgen Klopp's side. Further afield elsewhere in the Champions League, Man City beaten 2-0 in Paris. Lionel Messi scoring as well as Idrissa Ghana gave for PSG against Pep's boys. And also Real Madrid losing at home to FC Sheriff by two goals to one. Not sure many people saw that one coming. Anyway, back to the matter in hand and our final views on post-game following the win over Porto come from Mark Baker. Really positive performance for Liverpool against Porto in the Champions League. I felt Liverpool were fantastic, really, from start to finish. I felt the distances of the team out of possession to recover the ball and transition and, and hate Porto. And their overall dominance of the game, it wasn't just in transitions, really, where they won the game. In terms of winning the ball back, they were dominant with the ball as well. I must say, you can only beat the opposition you are playing, of course. And I felt Porto were as poor a Champions League side as you will see. And the goalkeeper, I mean, his performance was was some criminal performance he put in here, the goalkeeper. However, how much of that is to do with how good Liverpool were and how much to do with that is how bad Porto were, you probably find the answer somewhere in the middle. And as I say, in terms of Liverpool's distances of the units of the team to be able to steal back possession... I felt that was the, the key feature of the game, really. I felt, obviously, Liverpool dominated the ball, but I felt the key feature was how many turnovers Liverpool were able to produce and create really good opportunities in the final third because of that. So, just thought I'd touch on one player as sort of the main talking point of the game, and it was Curtis Jones again. Now, I mentioned in the uh, cup tie against Norwich, how he stood head and shoulders for me above every player on the pitch in terms of his authority and possession. And his personality on the field, he almost looked like a senior player playing in amongst squad players and youth players, really. And he is a real player, Curtis Jones. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I think I mentioned over the the few last few weeks that Liverpool miss a hybrid player, someone who can play in the front line in the midfield. And obviously last season, Curtis Jones played a lot of minutes, but he played really all of his minutes in in the midfield three really and he had to play a really disciplined role within that in terms of recycling the ball maintaining possession and you'd always felt that he had more to offer in the the attacking half of the pitch especially from his youth team days in which you know he was operating as a number 10 and off the left side of a front three and we've already seen this season that Klopp has used them a little bit higher he's he's played them in the later stages of game off that inside left position of the front three so he maybe sees him now as a player who could be that missing link and, and switch roles in between the, the forward line if you like very much like Felipe Coutinho used to do 
from that inside left central position in midfield to the to the front three off the left hand side, and it, it is apparent that he's got so much more to his game. I think than what he's shown so far in terms of being able to affect the outcome of games in the final third, and I think what Curtis Jones has got, he's got a really good mix because if you look at it, his athleticism, his ability to cover ground off the ball, I think he's excellent in terms of stealing possession, and. Has a, has a good turn of pace to be able to carry the ball, progress the ball. His progressions are up there with many of the, the midfield players in Europe and that was based off, a, obviously, a small sample size of one season last season. And as he's shown, obviously, through the, the age groups, he's more than capable of actually scoring a goal, creating chances for his teammates. And I think that'll be, what will have been on the minds of the Liverpool hierarchy, obviously, making the decision to let Genie Wijnaldum move on, who, let's be fair, was an outstanding player for Liverpool, but very metronomic. He was very much a player who kept possession, balanced the team, outstanding press resistance. However, Curtis Jones has all that as well. It's very rare you'll see Curtis Jones make poor decisions when in, pardon me, when in possession of the football or when facing pressure from either side. So he's got that really good mix of the athleticism, the ability to be press resistant, but also the fact of you could see him actually having more influence in the final third when that confidence grows and obviously that experience goes grows. Sorry, playing for Liverpool and, make, and taking on a more dominant and predominant role within the side. Obviously, the strange thing for me was he actually started the season down the pecking order, which was surprising, really. I know, obviously, last season he played a lot of minutes, but he did towards the back end of the season obviously fall out of the sides after the, after an injury. But that's to be expected, you know, you're going to get peaks and troughs in your first professional year as a first-team player. And it wasn't that he'd put in any poor performances, it just might be a simple case of maybe not having that dominance in the game or that influence the Klopp would have liked, which obviously you're, in over, sorry, you're able, able to produce over a period of time. And you just feel this might be the right time for him now. I mean, you look at somebody like Naby Keita, who a lot of Liverpool fans, you know, had this idea of when he came into the side was going to be a player who makes the final pass or really dictates things in the final third. But you look at Jones and you think he's got more than Keita. Oh, and that's over a larger sample size as well. I mean, Keita's very good in terms of his ability to pressure opponents However, when he's actually in possession, he's pretty economical in what he does with the ball. I mean, his statistics will show that he does play forward a lot, and I agree with that he does, unlike Wijnaldum, who plays square very often. But a lot of Cater's passes are more wall passes into the forward players, and he's never really looking to produce that final action. And I feel Jones is in the place where he has that in his locker. He, he has the potential to be that player. So I'd have no doubt that, I mean, straight away you're thinking of Manchester City on Sunday. And for me, Jones plays. There's there's no question about that, I don't think. And to be fair, I don't think you'd be thinking that he wouldn't be first choice for the foreseeable future within the next few weeks. Obviously, Liverpool make a lot of rotations in that position because of the the workload players have to get through in that particular role. And don't don't get me wrong, Jones has to still be restrained in, in that sense and because he's playing in that midfield three and obviously the, the way Liverpool play means that it is a balancing role and you've got to pick and choose your moments to, to interact with the forward players. But 
but yeah, in all aspects of the game, I think he's got massive talents. I think he fits the profile perfectly of what an elite midfield player should be in terms of all his physical and technical attributes. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him progress with Liverpool this season. Because it's apparent from everyone who's seen him first play for Liverpool that he's a special player and I look forward to seeing it. So just to finish, because I know I've talked about Curtis Jones quite a lot, but Liverpool, I mentioned again the other week, it would be interesting to see how Liverpool manage without, for me, their most irreplaceable player in Trent Alexander-Arnold. I know, obviously, you know, there's Van Dijk, Mohamed Salah, them kind of players, but I mean in terms of profile, if Alexander-Arnold's out the Liverpool side, there isn't anyone really of the comparable skill set. And to be fair, there isn't anyone with the comparable skill set from right back in terms of creativity in Europe. So that's always going to be the case. But like I've said before, far better defender than people give him credit for as well. And in terms of Liverpool, it is a big blow whenever he's out. Statistically, you see that. I think Liverpool, it's always spelled trouble for Liverpool since he broke into the side and he hasn't been available. Milner's obviously came in and done a very good job. And again, it'll be interesting because obviously Manchester City will know that Milner is probably going to be the replacement. I mean, I know Joe Gomez came on at the end and is a better defensive option in that position. But you would weigh against Klopp putting Gomez in in not his first-choice position early on in his comeback, having not been exposed to the position and playing in such a role that Manchester City look to take advantage of them, them spaces down the sides of the pitch for 1v1s and cutbacks. I don't think it's ideal Milner playing in the position. However, he is managing as best as he, he can in terms of what his attributes will allow him in that position. Obviously, it'll be another challenge. It'll be interesting to see if Jack Grealish or Manchester City go with perhaps a more mobile player who looks to threaten space in behind and Raheem Sterling on that side. Whatever it is, he's going to be tested to the absolute maximum against Manchester City and it may well go a long way to deciding who comes out on top of the game. I mean, I watched Manchester City tonight and although, you know, they were undone again by the greatest players played, they dominated large periods and it was a, a, an impressive performance without them getting the results or the final pass for me, City. And I always judge performances on the overall performance rather than the results. So it'll be a really difficult game, as we always know, for Liverpool. But coming off the back of today, Liverpool were outstanding. And they go into Manchester City in a really positive frame of mind and a lot of good performances around the pitch. None more so than, than Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones, a gem for the Reds out in Porto, helping send Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool onto a sparkling five-goal showing ahead of Sunday's big showdown. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.